0: the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship
1: team. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbock Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hoppadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Follow all of the off-season action on AstroLine and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week.
2: Greetings from the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros continue Grapefruit League play against the Washington Nationals. The Astros last played on Wednesday where they tied with the Cardinals 4-4 here in West Palm Beach. Jose Altuve and Taylor Jones each homered. Jordan Alvarez added an RBI single as the Astros are now 3-9-3 on the spring. The Nationals have a record of 6-6-3 in exhibition play our pitching matchup is brought to you by houston methodist the official health care provider for the houston astros houston methodist leading medicine it'll be luis garcia on the mound for the astros a guy who certainly can be a big key for the astros whether he's in the rotation or as a long man out of the bullpen yeah i mean certainly luis
3: garcia has a chance at least the, the first time through the the pitching rotation this year i believe to, to be the fifth starter and He came on in 2019 with the Astros uh, with an increase in velocity from 91 to 93 to 94 to 96, touching 98. And remember, he's got that wipeout slider, and that's what uh, garners him all those strikeouts. He gets a lot of strikeouts. So Luis Garcia, you know, he's just continuing to try to stretch things out, uh, but he looks like he's going to be in the plans for the Astros in some capacity.
2: Paulo Espino is getting the ball for the Washington Nationals. He got a, a shot uh, at the start in the big leagues last season, and a, a guy who the Nationals are hoping can, can get some more action at the big leagues in 2021. Well,
3: every team's going to need a, a bunch of pitchers this year. And Paulo Espino, you think, all right, here's a non-roster invitee to spring training. He's 34 years old. Does he realist, realistically have a shot? Uh, to pitch for this team well every guy has a chance to pitch for these teams uh, because they're going to need a lot of pitchers this year and Espino's a strike thrower he keeps the ball down sinker slider so he's a ground ball pitcher which bodes
2: well for uh, a pretty good left side of the infield for the nationals keys to the game presented by honda visit your local greater houston honda dealers for great deals on all models honda official sponsor of the houston astros well we'll we'll read off the lineup a little later but you look at it tonight steve and I mean, this could very well be the Astros' opening day lineup, not just who's in it, but also the order. Jose Altuve in the leadoff spot tonight.
3: Yeah, and you start to see the righty, lefty, righty, lefty, and you figure that uh, Dusty Baker will probably try to work things out in that fashion this year. Tucker in the cleanup spot, that's interesting because I happen to think he's their best producer (laughs) these days, and that makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, You know what? This team this year, and you look at this roster, if somebody goes down out of this lineup, They're not as deep as they were before. So that's what worries you a little bit, that there's a significant drop-off if you don't have uh, your your team at full strength this year. So that's what's going to be important. They've got to stay healthy this year to be really
4: uh, big time in the division. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Mark your calendars, Astros fans. We are only a couple of weeks away from the 2021 Houston Astros season and the return of our great fans. You won't want to miss out on any of this season's action. Make your plans to see the Astros live from inside Minute Maid Park. Astros single game tickets for all April games go on sale Wednesday, March 24th. Get loud, get excited, and get to the ballpark, because this season is for the H. Visit Astros.com tickets for more information today. And welcome back to another edition
2: of Astro Line presented by Carbach Brewing Company as the Astros' spring training is starting to wind down. Robert Ford with Steve Sparks. And, uh, Steve, we got a chance to talk with Astros General Manager James Click. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks left in camp Uh, still some some unanswered questions for for this Astros club.
3: Yeah, but some of them have been answered, you know, and it's gone by week by week, and this past week we got some really good news with Bregman and Alvarez back in the lineup. Fingers crossed that they come out of these games feeling good and and just get their reps in and their timing down to to be huge contributors for this team this year. I think that the question remains, especially with Fromber Valdez out – Who's going who's going to pick up the slack right you know and he was a horse he was our best pitcher I think a year ago and uh, you know everybody else slots up a little bit but you're also missing a lot of innings and quality innings and uh, we knew com- coming into this season that there's going to have to be a lot of starters uh, for this Astros team and I think and James Click talks about this in, in the interview if there's one uh, bright spot in this Astros organization
2: right now it's pitching depth. It certainly is. And, uh, you know, a little different this spring. Normally, this is the first time we got a chance to really chat with James Click. Normally, you see him on the backfields. You, you may not have an extended conversation, but talk about a few things. Same thing with the rest of the with the coaching staff as well. But yeah, obviously, this year, we don't have that same access. So I, I thought it was great just to finally just just talk with James since we hadn't really gotten to do that.
3: Right. And he talks about, you know, trying to get down to that clubhouse and establish relationships and have conversations. And continue to, to, to gauge what he has in that clubhouse so he can make smarter, better decisions uh, down the road. But he's a very capable general manager uh, this Astros team has right now. And uh, you know what? I mean, he's always going to tweak, and, and that's what you, you hold those guys to that type of standard. But uh, this Astros team, I think, is kind of flying under the radar right now, and I think there's a chip on the shoulder of a few of
2: these players, and I think it'll show up. Steve, uh, single-game tickets Going on sale here pretty shortly for for Astros home games, and fans are just excited to finally be in the building again. Robert, you can go to
3: Minute Maid Park. And if you want to get those single-game tickets, that's March 24th. You can go on the Astros website. That's astros.com slash tickets to find out more info
2: about that. But that's really exciting. Absolutely. Hey, I'd like to remind you, Astros spring training is underway, and tickets are now on sale. Come visit the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in sunny West Palm Beach, Florida, and usher in the start of the 2021 season. Visit astros.com slash spring to get your tickets today. We'll be back with Astros General Manager James Click as Astroline, presented by Carbach Brewing Company, continues after this on the Houston Astros Radio
1: Network. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carboc Brewing. Carboc Brewing Company is the proud sponsor of Astroline.
2: Welcome back to Astroline presented by Carboc Brewing Company. Inspired by the 2021 Lexus IS, the Astros are on a mission to find the ultimate all-in fan. From fiercely authentic to confident and bold, the Astros All-In fan is proud to represent the Astros in everything they do. Submit a video showing off why you should be considered as the Astros All-In fan today. Visit Astros.com slash All-In to learn more. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks here once again, about to hear from Astros general manager James Click. And uh, it was great to, to have this conversation with James, Steve. And, uh, you know, there's still, I mean, even I think for, for, for Click, there's still some, some unknowns these last couple of weeks, some things that they, they need to figure out, and he addresses that a little bit.
3: Yeah, and I still don't think they know. You know, I think there's still some games to be played and decisions to be made with a few of these players. And one of those, there's some duplicity when you're looking at Toro, Aledmis Diaz and Robel Garcia, right? That's right. uh, You probably keep two of those, and uh, we'll have to see what they do there. Here's another one for me. Steven Souza Jr. has got a chance to make this team. He's in right field, and you think about his uh, ability to come off the bench as a right-handed hitter late in the game. Aledmis Diaz can do that too, right? Yeah. So there's duplicity there. So there's a few things that you're going to have to sort out, and I don't know if that's going to be contractual. Uh, types of things because they want that wiggle room to, to be able to make a move at the trade deadline and things like that. So there's a lot of moving parts in this. I
2: asked James Click to start off what his comfort level was this year in the job compared to this time last year.
5: Yeah, it's, it's been a priority for me since day one to try to get to know every single player, every single staff member. I, I think it's it's critical to the organization and, and my ability to, to do my job and, and help us win uh, for for me to know the guys, not just who they are on the field, but but who they are off the field, um, and and staff, obviously the same way. It was a crash course last last spring training. Um, you know, honestly looking back, I don't think ever had a chance really to get my feet underneath me. It was just every day was something else, um, and, and the you know the days were long. Um, but. Um, you know, this year um, I'm I'm getting better at putting masks to names um, and, and figuring out, uh, you know, what 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 uh, what this whole thing looks like. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's been tremendous to have, um, you know, guys like Pete Patilla, guys like Joe Espada, you know, Strami, uh, who, who have been here for a while uh, to to kind of help me out and be like, hey, this is, you know, this is so and so. And this is this is what they do, because. You know, if you're if you're really doing it right and you're really getting to know all the players and all the staff, you know, taking time to really develop those relationships can can eat up a lot of your day. Um, But it is, uh, I think, one of the most important things of 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 my job. And so it's a it's a big focus.
3: James, there's a lot of interesting stories so far in spring training, but probably the biggest one to this point is your best pitcher from last year. Anyway, Framber Valdez going down with a broken finger. Can you tell us the the extent of that? I've broken that ring finger on my throwing hand before. It sounds like it's a different knuckle. It's an important knuckle.
5: But how bad is it? We're still I, I, we're still assessing that, ascertaining that. Um, you know, we're trying to get Fromber to uh, to another health uh, a hand specialist uh, to take a look at it because um, you know this this is a pitching hand. Uh, you know, if this was his glove hand, um, if this were a different sport, you know, if if you, if it weren't you know, one of the main tools that he uses to, to be as good at baseball as he is uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't be delving into it as much as we are. We, we hope to know something very, very soon about, you know, what the prognosis is, what the timetable is, what we need to do to get him back out there. Uh, but um, because it is his pitching hand and because uh, it, it's something that has to be absolutely a hundred percent. And obviously with, with fingers, there's a, there's a lot of little tendons, a lot of little bones, everything in there. So uh, we're going to make sure it's absolutely hundred percent, but we'll, we'll know something on that soon. Hopefully.
6: Yeah. So the injury happened on the 2nd of March uh, at Port St. Lucia and the comebacker from Francisco Lindor. Uh, at, I mean, so now it's been, you know, a couple of weeks is surgery. If, if that's necessary, is surgery still on the table at this point? I mean, I, I, I just
5: don't know how that works with the healing and,
6: you know, being, you know, a couple of weeks out?
5: Yeah, these are all good questions. Um, and we've got a lot of smart doctors and a lot of smart trainers uh, that, that are working with us on this. Um, you know, it, yeah, it was two weeks ago in Port St. Lucie. Um, the last time we were in Port St. Lucie before that was when Verlander walked off the mound with the lat issue. So we were just excited to get through Port St. Lucie yesterday <laughs> without anybody getting hurt. So, right. you know, we feel like we've gotten over that hurdle. Now we can start tackling some of the more important questions. You signed Odo Rizzi and Dusty had mentioned that you were even talking to him before
3: Framber uh, broke his finger. What would you like about uh, Odo Rizzi and what can he bring this team?
5: Yeah, and and I'll, I'll confirm that. I mean, that's a conversation that has been going on for quite a long time. Um, yeah. And, and um, you know, Odo had made it clear that um, this was a situation that he found really appealing. Uh, he... Uh, he's been working with uh, the Florida Baseball Ranch and Randy Sullivan, who are really close to Brent Strom. Um, and so he'd been talking to Stromy, just really likes everything about the way that Stromy coaches uh, and, and a lot of the stuff that, that we have here. And so it's a conversation, like I said, that had been going on for a while. Um, Odorizzi is, I mean, first of all, he's an all-star pitcher. Um, and we had been very upfront about the fact that we're going from 60 games to 162 and if you add up the, the most innings that our top seven starters, at least coming into camp, had thrown in, in, in any of the last three years, right? So grinke it's like 208. Uh, you know, um, uh, McCullers, 128, 130, something like that. You know, on down the line, if you add up the top seven guys, um, I think it got us to 903. And, you know, if you're talking about, you know, five starters throwing 200 innings each, that's 1,000 innings. So even if our top seven guys... Matched the, the maximum workload from any time in the past three to four years. We still were short, and so we were just looking at that, saying we are going to need a lot of depth to get through this season. And Odorizzi is not just depth; he's an all-star, talented pitcher. Um, and and it was a it was a deal that just made too much sense. And I give him and, and his agency a lot of credit for being creative uh, and being open-minded with with some of the the stuff that we were doing there and finding a way to line it up and make it work.
6: You talk about the creativity with the Odorizzi deal. I mean, it's been well documented that the you know the Astros pretty close to the, that first luxury tax threshold. Uh, it's been well documented that the Astros would like to stay below that threshold. Uh, so was that the the trickiest part? Was just figuring out how to make it work for both sides so that you could meet your goals and obviously Odorizzi could could meet his goals and and his expectation in terms of what he thinks he should he should get paid.
5: Yeah, I mean, any deal is, is that negotiation of how do we meet our goals with, with your goals? And, and sometimes it's very easy. Um, there are other times where it gets a little bit more complicated. And, and the deal was not structured in any kind of way to circumvent anything. Um, it, it was just done in a way to kind of distribute things a, a little bit more creatively to help us meet some of the goals we had this year. But yeah, it's, it's no secret where our, our payroll is and where it's projected to be. Um, there's a lot of value to us in staying under that line because of the, the penalties that you incur, not, not in the taxes necessarily, but you know, if, if we have, uh, uh draft picks qualifying offer draft picks, if we go over that line by a dollar, those draft picks move back two rounds. Um, and, and so the, the logical thing to do in, in that kind of a situation is, to, you know, to, to stay on the line because, you know, you have to decide how much that's worth to you. You know, the, 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 two rounds of the draft pick, because you know, how much more is a second round pick worth than a fourth round pick? How many of those picks are, are we going to have potentially? Um, so all that calculus goes into it. So the line is, is not a mandate. We're not mandated to stay below the line by any means, but as soon as you go over it, you incur sort of a, a lump sum tax just because of, of the way that those uh, the way that those penalties work. And And it's, doing what it's supposed to do. This was negotiated through the CBA, obviously, and, and I think it's a, a well-intentioned and effective system. Can you tell us, I mean, you can go over that line, but then you got to get back under it. At, at what time? Is that July 31st? No, 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 no. These aren't calculated until the, at the end of the season. Gotcha. Um, and, and they actually, they'll, they'll sit down and, and total up you know exactly how much each guy counts against the CBT, because uh performance bonuses will count against it um you know guys in the minors um you know if you got a guy on what's called a p2 which is his paragraph two salary uh who's on the 40 man that will count against it and so it's always a projection right you don't know the actual number until you get to the end of the season and everybody sits down and, and breaks out the calculators and the abacai and all that kind of stuff and figures it out
6: well i think this is the first time i've heard the plural of abacus so uh
5: if you, so, if you do crosswords, if you're a crossword guy like me, you'll know that's that word. true. They use that a lot.
6: <laughs> so, um, Odorizzi, do you have an idea of when we might see him? And is the thought now that the start of his season might be delayed just because of the timing of everything?
5: Yeah, we're still assessing that also. Uh, he had his first live BP yesterday. Uh, he, he looked good. He came off the mound. He was uh, He said he's exactly where he's supposed to be. Um, so now it's going to be a conversation about, um, you know, what's the progression. And that's something that he and Strami are working on. Um, the main thing for us is these guys typically during spring training, you know, first inning out, they do one in- or outing, they do one inning, second outings two, third outing, three. Um, You know, McCullers uh, or Keedy, these guys are in the four-inning range right now. Um, You know, how quickly can we get Odo Rizzi up there is is a question for for Strami. But Odo has been doing everything he can to stay in shape. He's been throwing bullpens uh, even before he signed so that he could hit the ground running. But there's just no substitution for getting into a, a game setting and facing hitters.
3: James, I know you were only given an example about guys maxed out innings pitched in the last three years. But how are you going to reduce some of those innings? Because they're going to be pressed to to throw a lot more than the, the previous year. A lot of these pitchers, like Christian Javier, how do you reduce
5: those innings? It,
3: what, what kind of ideas are you guys kicking around?
5: Uh, I mean, we're kicking all of them around. Um, it, it's going to be a challenge for our sports medicine and performance group. And yeah. the – The nice thing is that we have a lot of information on these guys in terms of their um, strength of their internal and external rotation on their shoulders, elbows, elbows. you know, yeah. yeah, Baselines that can, that can, we have a lot of, of um, quite frankly, like really cool stuff uh, that helps us get a feel for whether or not a pitcher is fatigued because injuries tend to happen most often when you're pitching while fatigued. That's certainly not the only time they happen, but that's what we're going to have the red flags on is when is a guy fatigued and don't send him back out there when that happens, because then your mechanics break down, you start putting stresses on different ligaments, different tendons, different muscles, and that's when things can go wrong. So our sports medicine group is going to be keeping a close eye on these guys. Obviously, we're going to have conversations with the pitchers themselves. Yeah. How are you feeling? You know, and, and if we can all just sit down and say, okay, how are we doing? Then, then that's how we do it. Um, and then beyond that, I don't even know if innings is the right unit to use when we're talking about, you know, how much workload can, can these guys handle? Because, you know, some innings are, are 30 pitch, you know, grinds out of the stretch guys on base all over the place. And some innings are, you know, eight pitches and, and, and you're off the mound. And so um, a, a lot of it is just going to be keeping an eye on that fatigue number. And, and that is going to be based on, on workload, which is innings, but it's also, you know, number of pitches, number of warm up pitches, work on the side, uh, everything else that these guys do in between these starts.
6: It seems like particularly early in the season that uh, having guys who can throw multiple innings out of the bullpen is going to be important, whether you want to call it long relief or what have you. And you have, you mentioned, you know, you had seven starters in camp that you had projected at the start of spring training, you know, big league starters uh, to start the year. And you have, you know, you have guys like Brandon Belak and Brian Abreu who have been starters throughout the minor leagues, maybe not in the rotation to start the year, but guys that. That are stretched out have started. How big could guys like that be, or Luis Garcia, some others, can be, especially early in the year when maybe guys aren't as built up, uh, and you're going to need you're going to need those innings filled somehow.
5: Yeah, it's it's a priority for us, and and you'll see it over the next couple of weeks uh, of spring training that there are some guys that are going to go out there for multiple innings uh, and, and try to stretch them out a little bit because um, yeah, we don't have the luxury of having you know, a bunch of starters who are going to go six, seven innings. And then you do, you know, one guy in the eighth, one guy in the ninth and and you're done. Um, that's, that's not the way the game is going. And and then if also, if we're going to get through this, this full season after the abbreviated season, we're probably going to have to be a little bit more careful with the, with the starter workload. So, um, you'll see it a little bit in spring training, but obviously it's, it's going to be critical. And, and beyond that, it's also why it's so, um, valuable to us to have the triple a team in sugarland because if if we do have to make make moves to alleviate some of the the stress uh on the pitching staff you know the guys uh can get here much more quickly much more easily they don't have to change apartments they don't have to pack up their stuff and, and get here at a moment's notice so um you know we're not we're not anticipating that but we certainly wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't you know Planning for the possibility that we might have to make some moves throughout the season to to alleviate some workloads. We're
3: talking with James Click. James, you finally get Bregman out there. You finally get your Don Alvarez out there. Hey, here's my question. I mean, it's it's a breath of fresh air to get them out there. But my question is, how far past them being ready did you wait until you finally put them in the game? Because I would imagine it was at least a week that they probably could have gotten in the games, but you just wanted to make sure, didn't you?
5: Yeah, and 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 this is what's so great about about those guys is that you know they, they want to go. They I yeah. mean Bregman, he Bregman in particular is just wearing wearing us out. You know, I'm I'm good, I'm ready, I'm good, I'm ready. And we he's the accelerator and we kind of have to be the brakes a little bit and say, let's just let's make sure we're a hundred percent because he wants to play every day. And if we're gonna play him every day, it can they can't have those little nagging things. We need to get this completely behind you. It can't even be thought in the back of your mind oh I need to you know pull up a little bit here because I might I might tweak something um and, and it can be frustrating uh as an athlete to to constantly be told you know wait wait slow down but you can see the work that they have been doing on the backfields in in some of their at-bats they've had I mean Jordan hit one 109 the other day and, and Bregman almost took DeGrom out oppo so you know it's it's um It's great to have him back, but our focus is obviously on getting them ready to play 162 in the regular season. And sometimes the best way to do that is just to be a little bit more patient in in March, even though everybody wants them back out on the field, themselves
1: included.
6: Is there, you know, you think about Bregman with the the hamstring. He had the hamstring issue last year that put him on the injury list. He, He dealt with this his rookie year as well. Is there a thought that that just may be some guys that's just, they're just certain things they have to manage. Might that be the case for Bregman with, with his hamstrings as he, as he progresses?
5: It's always hard to say. You always do worry about these kinds of things becoming chronic issues. Um, But we do have, like I said, some very talented doctors and trainers and nobody is going to outwork Alex Bregman with regards to everything that you need to do from a, from a physical therapy and a training standpoint to, to make sure that you're healthy. And, and sometimes if, if guys have areas that have been frequent issues, maybe you need to change your training routine a little bit or train different muscles, uh, around them to, to compensate for them. And and that's something that, um, that Alex is, is very open to. And, um, and obviously Jordan as well has been, you know, kind of learning how to, I don't want to say learning how to run again, but, but he's been doing a lot of running, um, now that, now that he's had the knee surgeries to, to try to, get his legs back underneath him. Um, And and early in camp, he might've been a little bit more handsy with his swing, but you can see that the the whole body is getting in there. And You know, when when Jordan Alvarez's whole body is swinging the bat, it's a, it can be a terrifying thing if you're a pitcher. Pretty safe to say that Jordan's not going to play in the outfield the first half of the year. I mean, I don't think it's safe to say anything in the world these days. I mean, you know, a year ago we would have said pretty safe to say we wouldn't have a pandemic, but then here we are. So um, it's, it's not our focus. Certainly our focus is, his bat get, isn't getting his bat in the lineup. We feel good about the outfielders that we have. We don't feel like it's necessary for him to get out there to to create value, um, but it's certainly not something that we want to take off the table.
6: How much of a relief is it to you know have the, these knee surgeries behind Jordan because this was something we had been hearing about with him pretty much since he'd gotten to the big leagues. He hasn't been there long, but at least now you have to feel like, okay, maybe he's not – quite where he needs to be. But he's a lot closer to, to having healthy knees and, and something that hopefully won't be a, a big thing for him.
5: Yeah, that was obviously the goal uh, was to was to get this behind him. And it's the same thing I was talking about with Bregman, where you, you don't even want it to be a thought in the back of your mind. Because if you're, if you've ever been hurt, you know, that you know, kind of there's a progression of you you, you deal with the injury, you, you feel the injury constantly. And then once you stop feeling the injury, you still every now and then be like, oh yeah, like I was hurt. And, and that, that thought keeps popping into your mind. You need to get even beyond that where, where you're not even thinking about these kind of things. And, and the way for, for him to get past that was, you know, obviously step one, our, our doctors felt like surgery was, was the right thing. But then, you know, anybody who's had surgery knows that it's not the surgery, it's, it's the rehab. And that's the thing that, that has been great to see is, is him getting after it, uh, and, and, strengthening all the muscles around his knees and, and in his legs to make sure that that kind of thing doesn't ever crop up again.
3: James, one of the things we're watching during these spring training games is who's leading off. Obviously George Springer's not here anymore. So Dusty has had a few different players lead off. Straw has led off. Correa has led off. We've seen Altuve the last few days lead off. When you guys put, uh, do your roster construction
5: or your lineup construction, what makes the most sense to you? Well, I mean, that's ultimately Dusty's call. Um, I will provide yeah. my thoughts, but, um, you know, that's 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 his lineup. Um, and, and if there are things that, that I think are important, I will let him know that. But, you know, he's been around the game long enough. He, he's seen enough different lineups to, uh, to have a pretty good idea of, of what makes sense in, in different areas. And sometimes who's leading off, uh, the best option there may depend on who's hitting second, third, fourth, because mm-hmm. the first inning is the only inning where you get to control like who's leading off, right? I mean, other than that, that lineup spot's just going to come up naturally whenever it, it, it comes up during the game. And so the, the priority might be scoring in the first inning, and maybe the best way to do that is to have a guy like Straw try to get on base and, and create a little havoc that way. It also might be the situation where we feel like lower in the lineup Um, you want straw down there uh, getting a little creative on the basis, because if you have uh, a slower player, say in the nine hole and the lineup turns over later and and the slower player gets on and then straw gets on behind him, there's nowhere for straw to run. And so all of these things go into the, the construction of the lineup, but, you know, ultimately, that's a conversation that Dusty and I are having, but um, you know, it's his lineup card, and it's his call.
2: The season is only weeks away, and single-game tickets for April go on sale on the 24th. Make sure you mark your calendars to purchase your tickets to see the Astros back in action live inside Minute Maid Park. Visit astros.com slash tickets to learn
4: more today. We'll have more with James Click right after this. Mark your calendars, Astros fans. We are only a couple of weeks away from the 2021 Houston Astros season and the return of our great fans. You won't want to miss out on any of this season's action. Make your plans to see the Astros live from inside Minute Maid Park. Astros single game tickets for all April games go on sale Wednesday, March 24th. Get loud, get excited, and get to the ballpark, because this season is for the H. Visit Astro's.com slash tickets for more information today. Welcome back to AstroLine, presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Get ready
2: for 2021 by checking out the Astro's team store in Union Station. Stop by Monday through Saturday for the latest Astro's merchandise or call in an order for stadium side pickup. Visit Astro's.com slash team store for more information. Talk with Astro's general manager James Click about the players who had to sit out. All pitchers, eight of them, because of health and safety protocols, and dealing with that. And the Astros had a plan in place coming into spring training, and James Click addressed that with us.
6: You had a situation in camp where you had eight pitchers who were out because of health and safety protocols related to COVID-19. Those guys are back. Pedro Baez is not back. He's dealing with COVID-19 right now, reliever that the Astros signed this offseason. But you said something interesting uh, about – Uh, those guys when they were out about how this was something you had kind of prepared for, for this possibility, so that guys could still get some work uh, even if they did wind up having to be quarantined and, and missing some time. If you could, could you kind of go over just some of the plans that you had and and some of the things guys, and these were all pitchers in this instance, but things guys were were able to do uh, even though they, they, they weren't in in camp because of the, the protocols.
5: Yeah, absolutely, and, and and first of all, I'm happy to report that Pedro Baez is, is back, so we are back okay. at full strength. Right. Everybody's everybody's back here. Everybody's recovered. Um, you know, asymptomatic. Everybody's cleared and looking good. So that's that's obviously the most important thing and the best news that that we could get. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, we knew coming into camp that just because of the testing protocols. Um, and, and because of the contagious nature of of the virus, that the possibility was very real that we were going to have not only somebody test positive, but anybody that they were around uh, w- would be a direct contact. And so the protocols are designed to isolate the direct contacts um, so that in case one of them tests positive two, three, four days later, uh, as the viral load builds up, that, that they don't become a, a cause of a, of a further outbreak in the clubhouse. And so that's why they're in place. And so we knew that this was a very real possibility because of that. And so we provided the guys with, uh, you know, armbands, uh, weights, um, guys do what's called sock throws, uh, where you have this, uh, basically there's a baseball and a sock and you strap the sock around your wrist and you can throw and release. And the ball just goes, you know, one foot further into the sock and stops, but it's a way to get throwing in, in a very confined space. Uh, in addition, (laughs) our player development guys, actually built a mound, uh, in the parking lot of the hotel. And so the, and, and they have a net. And so the guys all have their individual bucket of balls and they can go out there, they grab their balls, they throw it in the net for 20, 30 throws, whatever they're supposed to throw, they pick them all up and then they go back to the room and continue to isolate. So it's, it's in some ways a little bit easier with pitchers than with with position players, because you can do that kind of, uh, individual work. Uh, obviously, if we had a position player in there, I don't think we could have had them uh, swinging uh, a bat in a hotel room or, or taking uh, ground balls in, in a hotel room. But, um, but yeah, those are some of the things that, that we did to keep these guys going um, because we couldn't have them get completely cold uh, over seven days, you know, muscle-wise, and then have them try to build back up. So we tried to keep them at that, that maintenance level. Robel Garcia.
3: So, so you get him just a few weeks ago, and he's coming into the camp. And, and everything that we've seen, man, he looks... Looks like he can play five positions. Uh, he's got sweet hands, a great arm, power from both sides of the plate. How'd you hear about him, and how'd this all all take place? Because he looks like a, a keeper.
5: Yeah, uh, and this is a, a credit to our our pro scouting group um, that, that did a lot of work on uh, on, on video on him in particular. Um, yeah. But we had we had information on him, we had data on him. Um, He's been in Italy for quite a while, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, we, we didn't have as much data maybe as we normally do on these kind of guys. But, um, you know, we did a lot of work, and uh, and, and it's really a credit to our, to our group that was keeping an eye on these kind of things, and we were able to grab him, um, and, and he's looked good. Um, he's a strong guy. Uh, I think he nailed it. Good hands. Uh, made a couple good plays at third the other day. The arm looks good. Uh, I think we're going to try to move him around the infield a little bit and see. You know, is is this a guy who can? You know, if if uh, if we need uh, somebody at shortstop for a day or two or something like that, if you can hold that position down. So, um, good, really good guy. Just has fit in really well with the group, uh, and it's been a, a welcome addition and uh, certainly a little bit upside there.
6: Yeah, you mentioned the video scouting, uh, and obviously that's something that's become more prominent anyway, even before a pandemic, but. I'd have to think that because there was no in-person scouting last season, when you looked at, you know, possible guys to bring in, whether it's Garcia, whether it's Steven Souza, uh, Jose Siri, that that certainly had to pose some some complications uh, in terms of evaluating guys. Did you uh, did you have guys at, at winter ball games as well to 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 check guys out
5: there too? Well, there were a lot of restrictions on on who could go where, um, not just, you know, for, for ourselves, but for Major League Baseball in terms of number of scouts and, and you know, international travel and uh, all these kind of things. And so what, what we ended up doing a lot of was, you know, a lot of video work. There's fortunately a lot of technology, uh, even in the winter leagues where we can get information from guys down there. But beyond that, we have to we have to take advantage of the fact that a lot of scouting is also networking. And, and talking to people around the game, you know, how, how hard does this guy work? Is, is, is he a good teammate? Is he a, is he a, a tough teammate? Is he in the training room all the time? Uh, you know, is he, is he dealing with something that, that we don't, that we don't know about? Um, so a lot of scouting is is just getting that kind of information and it's, it's based on relationships and, and trust. Um, and that's why I think it's critical to have a lot of people who are very well connected around the game to, to try to dig into those networks to make sure that, You know, if we're claiming a guy that we haven't been able to put actual eyes on, uh, that we can can know everything else about the guy uh, besides that. James, how excited are you guys about Kyle Tucker and his
3: progression? I mean, it seems like he continues to blossom. He comes into camp. He's stronger. And my second part of the question um, is, have you considered using him in center field like you did Springer and moving him over to right field late in the game and uh, maybe substitute like, like you used Springer the last couple of years?
5: Yeah. I mean, Tuck continues to impress. You can, you can tell how much work he put in, in the off season. Um, You know, I even got a couple of videos of him this off season, pushing the sled around the weight room and taking some batting practice. Uh, I think he only sent me the home runs. I don't think I saw any, any other clips. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, but Yeah, we have considered it. Um, And and it's something that um, honestly, we've engaged Gary Pettis on. And and even though Gary's not here, um, you know, he can, we, we've, (laughs) we take video, (laughs) we hold up the iPad, we let Gary, you know, uh, chime in and stuff like that. Um, And it's been great. I've had a lot of conversations with Gary about Tuck and and the possibility of, of having him in center because it does create more roster flexibility. And that's a, a a key theme for us this, this spring is, is making sure that that, you know, when things inevitably go sideways on us at some point during 162 games that we have already assessed what those options are, you know, can can Tuck hold down center, can 11th Diaz hold down shortstop, can Robel Garcia play X, Y, and Z, you know, can Toro play X, Y, and Z, you know, all of these uh, things that you'll see us trying out in these spring training games are so that, we already have that knowledge and that confidence when we get into the regular season of, um, you know, when we get caught up with a a day-to-day injury or or something like that, or, you know, God forbid, a a COVID situation um, that, that we know what our guys can do and the guys have the experience there to, to lean on so that the first time that they have to try out a new position, it's not in a big league game.
6: You know, one of the questions teams are always trying to answer uh, in spring training is you know you always want to have that backup in center field and you, and shortstop too, and you alluded to that. Uh, how do you feel about your center field options at this point? I mean, you, you know you think about as McCormick, you know we mentioned Siri, do you feel pretty good about the guys that that could potentially be behind straw and and that you have enough options there?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, McCormick has looked very good. Siri, you can tell just what a supreme athlete this kid is um, and and he's been he's been great um so yeah we do we have a lot of options you know we have we have straw we have tuck we have mccormick uh we have siri and and some of the young kids that have been here with camp with us in camp have shown pretty well also so um we do have plenty of options there i know that there's certainly you know some trepidation about replacing a guy like george springer just a, a a stalwart center fielder out there um and so we felt like it was prudent to have a lot of options there so that if if guys, you know, can step up that we have the opportunity and, and plenty of guys that can do that.
3: I wanted to follow up. You, you said Pedro Baez is cleared. Uh, he's, he's He's tested negative. He's back in camp. Do you anticipate him being
5: able to ramp up quickly enough to open the season on the roster? Well, we got to get a look at him first. Um, yeah. So we, we hope so. We still have two weeks to go here. Yeah. Um, I've certainly been around relievers. I'm sure you guys have also who, you know, they just, they need a couple, couple bullpen sessions and they're good to go. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll find out. We're going to know a lot more about that in the next couple of days.
6: Yeah. In that same vein, Christian Javier was one of the pitchers who was out uh, because of the health and safety protocols. Uh, I think he pitched well one inning the other day where is he at in terms of his progression to being ready for, for the season?
5: Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't mean to keep dodging the question. I'm not dodging the question, but these are questions that we do not have answers to right now. And that's what we're trying to do over the next two weeks is, you know, can can, can Javier go two innings the next time and then go to four innings? Or does he have to go, you know, two, three, four? Uh, where does that land him? Uh, fortunately, we have a lot of off days in the first couple of weeks of the season. And so, uh, you know, we get through that first six game road trip. And then we're off three, off three, off three. I mean, it's, you know, you can, you can get into a situation there where you still have the ability to stretch guys out a little bit uh, using those off days and, and giving yourself complete coverage. James, in the back of my mind, I keep thinking about how many innings you're going to have to cover and how many starters you'll
3: probably have to use this year. And I'm sure, sure you are too. But it, when I'm thinking about depth starters, I'm thinking of the Luis Garcia, the Brandon Bilax, maybe Brian Abreu if he can get stretched out. And there's probably a couple more, but are you considering maybe in, and the reason I say this is because it looks like he's added a couple more pitches, the Andre scrub or Annoli Paredes, who started in the minor leagues before, or or are those guys relievers for you now?
5: I I don't ever want to box guys in, you know, to, to a certain role one way or the other, because there's been plenty of pitchers who have started out as relievers um, and and then moved into a, a starting role. And so It's going to be a constant assessment, but pitching and upper minor level pitching, I think is an organizational strength right now. I think it's a a, a testament to our player development group um, and and everything that they've done down there, because even beyond the guys that you've mentioned, who are all, you know, major league talent, you know, we've got, we've got Tyler Ivey, who's got some pretty good stuff. We saw Pete Solomon the other day. We saw Solis the other day. I mean, all of these guys, Hunter, uh, yeah, certainly, Hunter Brown. Yeah. Um, you know, we have we have a lot of guys that that are coming along, and we feel pretty good about. And so, we are going to be tested. Our depth is going to be tested, and we've had some tough conversations with some of these kids over the past few days as we're starting to trim the roster down. But I've made a point to talk to all of them about the fact that you know this is not a promise, certainly, but our depth is going to be tested uh, and, and you guys are, are that. So stay ready uh, because the, the likelihood that we call on you sometimes is is better this year than I would say in most years.
6: When you talk about the guys who have been sent down to minor league camp to this point, I believe it's 16 cuts so far. Uh, most of them pitchers, it's a little different this year. Normally you send guys to a minor league camp, uh, minor league camp doesn't start till next month, uh, minor league season doesn't start till early May. Uh, what sort of systems are in place for these guys who have been sent down to this point, And how do you tr- plan on trying to manage that? And, and there's going to be an alternate site in April. We do know that, but how do you plan on, on managing all of that and, and making sure these guys get work uh, even though they they may not have games
5: for a while. Yeah. We've actually scheduled a lot of B games with some of the other teams that, uh, that are around here because they're going through the same thing that we are. Um, and And we want to, the guys that have been sent down, we're trying to, Cree- recreate that actual feeling of of a minor league camp, even though it's not it's not really here. Um, you know, working on uh, maybe some new pitches or or some different training techniques and that kind of thing. A lot of the guys that have been sent down probably will end up at the alternate training site, and so they will get out of here around the same time that that we will. Um, I have a lot of sympathy for the the staff that are that are going to be here for big league spring training and minor league spring training because. You know, normally, uh, even if you have to do that, and you're only here for seven, seven, eight weeks. Maybe those guys are going to be here for 10, 11 weeks or so this year because uh, because we can't run them concurrently. And so we're trying to recreate as much of it as possible. But the the B games and um, and the large number of guys that are going to go to the ATS are uh, are going to kind of help us out with that. All right. Last thing
3: for me, James, and according to to my Abakai, Jose Altuve has made a lot of good throws. This this spring training. And they look confident, they look sure. Doesn't look like he's thinking. Uh, you got to be thrilled with that.
5: Yeah. Look, we've we've talked about this. It's not something that we were concerned about. He spent a lot of time this winter working on it, making sure it's in there. But um, I just I keep thinking about the the AL DS and he made a couple of throws in the DS against Oakland that were just, you know, cutting across second, throwing back across his body on the money. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, it's it's a bummer that there were a couple a couple blips there in the in the ALCS, but um, he's done everything he can to put it behind him, and we haven't seen any any hint of it. So um, it's it's certainly a relief, um, as much as it can be for something that we were doing our best not to be concerned about. Yeah.
6: Okay, I got. I want to ask you a couple more here, James. I feel like we can't do this without asking you about Pedro Leon, who <laughs> we've you know seen in camp so far. You know, big signing uh, at a, at a Cuba, um, $4 million signing bonus. I mean, even in the press release announcing his signing, it was, uh, he was praised more highly than I think you normally see, uh, for signings in in this situation. And we've certainly seen some encouraging things, just watching him in the games that, that we've done. Uh, what have you guys seen from Pedro Leon and, and you know, what's kind of your expectation for him, uh, as the minor league season starts and and where he might end up and things like that.
5: Yeah. Um, I am always nervous about the hype machine on, on these kind of things, but at the same time, for me, what's really stood out is his, his approach at the plate and his discipline. And that was the thing that I, I think not having uh, been able to really play baseball for a year um, for some of these guys, that's, that's what you worry about is, 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 does that skill carry over? Does it stay there and his ability to look over pitches um, and, and, and control the at bat has been the the main thing that I think has really stood out to me. And, and obviously we've been trying him out um, here and there at shortstop. Um, He looks natural. The arm stroke is, is natural. The hands are good. Um, Now he's obviously a a tremendous center fielder. And so we certainly don't want to get too cute by half with it by, by trying to get something out of that. But at the same time, you know, if, if he could hold down a position on the dirt um, there's, there's a lot of value on that uh, for us as well. And so that's something that we'll explore. So um He's been great, but yeah, the main thing that stood out to me really is just the the approach and the discipline at the plate.
6: And you have two pitchers who uh, had surgeries uh, this past offseason. Josh James had the hip surgery in October. Austin Pruitt had the elbow surgery for the hairline fracture. I guess that wasn't the offseason, but that was in September. Uh, And he didn't pitch at all last year. Uh, Where are those guys at right now, And, and do you have a better idea of their timetables?
5: Yeah. Um, we were able to get Pruitt here. Um, so he has, he has arrived. Um, so he will be able to get some work in with our guys. Uh, and we're working on getting Josh here pretty soon as well. So hopefully, hopefully pretty soon. And, um, you know, I, I, I really can't say enough about how they conducted themselves. Um, you know, it's a tough phone call to make where you have to say, Hey, camp is starting, but you know, you're not going to be able to be there because of protocols and health and safety and, you know, distancing. I mean, we, we're using every inch of this complex, uh, it's, you know, Carl and Steve down there in the clubhouses have, have found secret rooms, uh, that I did not know existed, um, when they've put lockers and things in there, because we're trying to keep the guys as spread out as possible. And so part of the reason that we were delayed on bringing, you know, Prue and Josh in here was just because of, of that, you know, limit of space, uh, as silly as it sounds when you walk down some of these long hallways and you kind of look in every room and you're like, "What you know? what is Steve hiding back there? What's Carl got back there? So um, they'll hopefully be here soon.
6: All right. Well, James Click, thanks so much for joining us. We always appreciate your hard work. We know it's even harder now with all the protocols and everything going on. So uh, appreciate all your hard work and, and thanks for joining us.
5: Thanks for having
2: me, guys. Absolutely. Hey, I'd like to remind you, Astro Spring Training is underway, and tickets are now on sale. Come visit the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in sunny West Palm Beach, Florida, and usher in the start of the 2021 season. Visit astros.com slash spring to get your tickets today. Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing Company will continue right after this on the Houston Astros Radio Network.
1: Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing Company is the proud sponsor of Astroline.
2: Inspired by the 2021 Lexus IS, the Astros are on a mission to find the ultimate all-in fan. From fiercely authentic to confident and bold, the Astros All-In fan is proud to represent the Astros in everything they do. Submit a video showing off why you should be considered as the Astros All-In fan today. Visit Astros.com slash All-In to learn more. Welcome back to Astroline presented by Carboc Brewing Company. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks here once again. Presented by Carboc Brewing Company and the season is uh, upon us soon. And uh, obviously for the road games, you know, keep Carboc in mind uh, to watch... The game's there, but their brewery in the Houston area, certainly a a great place to visit and a great place to watch Astros baseball when they're away from home. And, Steve, uh, single-game tickets going on sale here pretty shortly for for Astros home games, and fans are just excited to finally be in the building again. Robert, you can go to Minute Maid Park, and
3: if you want to get those single-game tickets, that's March 24th. You can go on the Astros website. That's astros.com slash tickets to find out more info about that, but that's really exciting for a lot of these Astros fans, I know we come across a lot of people who want to go to the ballpark. they want to get inside a minute Maid park, so check that out march twenty fourth single game tickets for
2: April. How excited are you to be in a ballpark with fans again how 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 much are you looking forward to that?
3: I can't believe how much we missed that last yeah. year. you know, just to feel the crowd it meant a lot and we've got the crowd microphone down by the the, the playing field. But we feel it, man. We feel it in our chest. We feel it in a. Uh, we can get more enthusiastic and excited for the action. Uh, and I think the players, uh, you know, really miss that. Think about all the players on the Astros who made their debuts, mm-hmm. in, w- without their families there. That was right. that was a shame. But uh, uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, this season. See- is going to be another
2: good one for the Astros. And to have fans there, uh, I think it's only going to escalate. Absolutely. And the uh, Astros single-game tickets, again, that's March 24th. They go on sale. Don't miss that. Of course, there are also plenty of ticket plans. There's a 28-game plan as well. Uh, So plenty of opportunities to come out and see the Houston Astros. And, you know, it may be, you know, not full capacity to start the season, but I think it's probably going to feel like that to to us and maybe even a lot of the fans just because it's been so long since we've heard those cheers. We just want to be around other Astros fans, you know, and everybody's going to get a chance to – Uh,
3: be within 6 feet or or 8 feet or 10 feet or whatever it is, whatever you're comfortable with, you get to the ballpark and you're going to be able to uh, be around your friends again. And I think that's what's most important. We've missed missed that social element, you know, being able to root together. And especially when you have a great product like the Astros, everybody feels like it's part of the the community at this point.
2: So it's going to be a lot of fun again. All right. It should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. It's been another edition of Astroline, our last Astro Line, presented by Carbach Brewing Company of the off-season. Like to thank everyone who made it possible. I'd like to thank our uh, the Astros general manager James Click for joining us. I'd like to thank our studio producer Josh C. I'd also like to thank. Uh, Matt Bolts, producer, engineer, and thank the great folks at Plucker's Wing Bar, 1400 Shepherd, as well for hosting our shows uh, when we were in Houston, before spring training began for us. So I'd like to thank all of those folks for making Astroline possible all year long. What am I, chopped liver? And Steve Sparks. I was going to get to that. Okay. For Steve Sparks, I'm Robert Ford saying so long. This has been Astroline
4: presented by Carbuck Brewing Company. Mark your calendars, Astros fans. We are only a couple of weeks away from the 2021 Houston Astros season and the return of our great fans. You won't want to miss out on any of this season's action. Make your plans to see the Astros live from inside Minute Maid Park. Astros single game tickets for all April games go on sale Wednesday, March 24th. Get loud, get excited, and get to the ballpark because this season is for the H. Visit Astros.com slash tickets for more information today.
1: Okay, picture this.